Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to Babes Watch Buffy, an episode-by-episode discussion of the cult classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm Anna. I'm Kate. And this is a special spoiler discussion. Bonus. Bonus time. Bonus time, bonus time, bonus time. Yes, we, we're wrapping up season three, and Kate and I are taking a hot minute to discuss Buffy's dream. Actually, the Slayer's oh, dreams. The Slayer's. Yeah. Yeah, like, so who's dream is this it's ambiguous it's and so they, ambiguous they actually ask but he says are you in my head whose mind is this yeah. yeah yeah so we leave faith in a coma um at the well they kind of kick off the the beginning of graduation day part two with the dream sequence with the dream sequence they're both in a coma together faith is in a coma because buffy stabbed her and then she fell on a moving truck as one does. As one does. And Buffy is unconscious because she has Angel been trained her. Exsanguinated by her lover. Yeah. That was a difficult scene. Yeah. That was a lot. That's that fucking actually. rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh phrasing. Uh <laughs> True. But uh yeah, while they're both unconscious, they share this dream together. Mm-hmm. Buffy does love a good dream sequence. I think Buffy executes dreams better than any other show. Yeah, well, it's so meaningful to the plot. Usually dream yeah. sequences are like kind of a cop They're out. They're usually cliche yet. and yeah, like a, a plot device in an annoying way. But hers are just like meaningful and beautiful and like riddled with like overall themes of the show and then like and prophecies. major prophecies, prophecies for future things. Oh, and we're drinking prophecy wine right now. Are we serious? Is that what the name of this wine is? It You're says right. something about it is prophecy. prophecy wine. Fuck yeah! Cheers. Nice job. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, this this dream in particular. One of the most fun things about Joss Whedon's shows and Buffy in particular is he does. He had such a sense of season one through five already mapped out mm-hmm. that even in season three, we're starting to get mentions of huge, huge plot points that, that don't come into season five. Well, and even season seven, actually. Yeah, that's bit. true. Yeah. So like he, he had this whole thing plotted out and he's starting to plant seeds. And when you're watching it the first time around, it just is like abstract Mm -hmm. like before you had any context do you remember how you felt about watching her dream where she's just like in the apartment with faith and she's saying something about little miss muffet yeah no it doesn't yeah it just seems gibberish like yeah i well so to to like pull it out for a second i think most buffy fans know this is a reference to dawn Yes, little yeah. sister. Little Miss Muffet. And she says, uh, counting down from 730, which is 730 days. It's like the exact number of days between this point in time and the episode The Gift in the finale of season five when Dawn is supposed to be sacrificed. So yeah. that's the significance of the 730. Yeah, my um, book has a, what book is this? Fighting the Forces, What's at Stake in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's spirit guides and shadow selves. It's all about like graduation day, Buffy's dream of faith. It talks about the 730 thing um, that like Chung, um, Carl Jung, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attempted young, to, dem- I believe it's young. Pronounced. Yes, it is. Uh, attempted to demonstrate that numbers are 
in dreams can result from quite complex unconscious calculations. Like 730 could have any number of meanings, the most likely, which is 730 equals 365 times 2, two years. So we have since learned from subsequent references in this year's Girl and Restless that the events in the fifth season, that the mysterious statement was referring to Buffy's new sister, Dawn. Riddle mm-hmm. scoffs Buffy in reply. She also scorned Angel for brain teasers in that argument for Graduation Day Part 1. <laughs> mm, yeah. So I have known about this for a while. I think... I mean, since I saw season six and Dawn was in, I, like, I saw the musical episode first. So oh, my, yeah. my first exposure to Buffy already had Dawn in it. And so I already knew about her and I You knew about Dawn being a thing. So at the, by the time I was watching this episode, um, a lot of it still felt really abstract to me, but I got the whole Little Miss Muffet 730 thing. Like, the people I was watching it with were like, oh, there, there it is. That's the Dawn reference. Isn't that cool? That's... That's uh, that is so, happening so early. People think seven three zero means two years from now, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. But the the thing that I never ever got before until this latest time I was watching it, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's what they're referencing in your book with the shadow selves is, I was watching it and. I was still like, what are they talking about with the boxes? Oh, it talks about that. Bit. Yeah, and Faith is just moving out. And why is there a cat? Is there a significance the to cat, the cat? The cat, I don't, yeah. And so I Googled, like, the cat and graduation day. I'm like, oh my God, tell me. Hole. So, dude. I'm so ready. There's this whole thing. It's going to blow your mind. I'm so ready. So the cat is, like, the the spirit of the first slayer. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, yeah, we have cats in the future in dream yeah, sequences, don't we? Cats in the future too. And cats are like a um very symbolic animal in a lot of other cultures. I mean, Egyptian worship and well, stuff like they're, that. They're like a typical familiar mm-hmm. for like a, a witch. Witch, in, yeah, they're associated with witches things. at all. Tara and um Willow Tara have their cat, cat in the future. We were just talking about Hermione's cat, Crookshanks. Yeah, there's a reason powerful witches have cats yeah so um like the cat is because i i just like stuck out to me yeah. i never remembered the cat being in that dream before i didn't either and then when i was watching i'm like why the fuck is there where did this cat come from but i'm like cats usually are significant so this has to mean yeah something. and then faith i mean talks about how the, isn't she supposed to take care of itself like is, aren't they mm-hmm. supposed to take care of themselves kind of which seems like a very faith <clears throat> Like, that's how Faith is. Isn't she supposed to kind of take care of herself, too? So the reason why... This is what I read on on the interweb. Tell me. But I love it. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, The the reason why the cat is showing up is it's significant that Faith is in a coma. Yes. And, like, near death. Since Buffy died at the end of season one... um, her, and and the Slayer line split. Mm-hmm. Her power's been split between two people. So, like, mm-hmm. neither of them were, like, fully 100% up to yeah, Slayer. Yeah, Faith's her shadow self. Exactly. Like, yeah. Faith's her shadow self. But, like, even, like, the power of the original Slayer. Because the line is split. Is split between the two of them. And so their conversation about the boxes where Faith is saying... Take have, whatever you need. Take whatever you need. This is yours now. I don't need it anymore. And it's she, saying that it's going to go with Buffy now. Yeah, Buffy wakes up and Faith remains unconscious. And mm-hmm. that's supposed to symbolize um, Buffy actually regaining the full and strength Buffy of the woke Slayer up stronger. Line. Yeah, she woke up. Exactly. So she's like regaining the full strength of the pure Slayer line. Whereas for the past two seasons, 
um, it's been somewhat split because it was being split between. Oh her and my me. god, that's amazing! Which I was just like, first of all, I'm like that fucking cat is like the whole like death is your gift. Yes, <laughs> the first, the letter. restless one. Yeah, yeah, the restless moment with oh. Well, she shows up in rest, the restless, and then and the what f- else? Oh, and season five, Buffy goes into the desert to yes, have a vision yes. quest before the gift. You think that the first layer is terrifying after restless, right? Yes. Um, but then you realize later. Yeah, like, but they, you think they're going to have this big confrontation, but then um, the, the, sh- the first layer explains to Buffy, like, you love too much, and that's your power. You love with all your heart. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. It gives me goosebumps every time I think about that. I love any time they bring in the lore of the first Slayer. Me too. And, like, it just, like, it freaks me out to think of it being this fucking cat that's already in season three. So, I love Aww. it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this book says, like, frequently a whole group of gene symbols can have the same referent Faith's apartment that Buffy walks through with its smash windows as Faith. Because they talk about, like, a house is a human body. Like, um... Yeah. Because Freud says, like, that, you know, that's one of the things with, uh, a house signifies the human body. Mm-hmm. So, journey, death, small animals, uh, these are, like, things that come in. The cat is Faith. Um, also, like, small animals equals siblings. Buffy and Faith have each referred to each other as sister. Mm-hmm. And Faith, of course, is Faith as well. So, like... Well, and, and yeah. Dawn is almost, they never ever explore this in the series, but if the Slayer energy is kind of like all one thing and it's the mystical part of her mm-hmm. and it's what the monks used to make Dawn, then wouldn't that make Dawn Faith's sister too? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I well, don't know exactly just, the rules go. Yeah, I think so. I, she's just given the memories of the Summer family, but I feel like... Yeah. There should be some connection between the two. There should be. Because that's why Buffy's blood works to seal the um, portal at the end of the gift because her and Dawn share the share same the blood. same blood and Faith should also have that blood. Yeah, so like Buffy has like the same kind of intrinsic key blood that Dawn does and I would think Faith would too. So, it's a, they never really explore that, but that that would be kind of the implication of it to me. I see that. Um, yeah. Which I, I love. I actually, people really criticize the Dawn storyline, but I really like it. I, like, okay. I find it kind of weird how much people hate on Dawn, honestly. Like, when we were at Slayathon oh, yeah, recently, like, they boo, her. they boo her. They say, Dawn, shut up. And I'm like, she's a 14-year-old girl. Like, 50, I just, like, blows my mind because, I mean... This is a common thing to, like, especially with girls, girls more so than boys, I feel, to, like, say they're, like, an annoying kid just, like, put in there. But, like, I don't know. She's a fucking child. Like, I don't get... I wasn't, like, a fully cool human at that age either. Like, (laughs) I sucked considerably. Like, and I don't mind 
mind on. I just I don't, don't mind, mind her. In season six, she's a she's, normal teenager. She gets really whiny in season six, but to be fucking fair, fair she so, has so much reason to be whiny. And also, so do the rest of them. I know. They're all just as emo as her. That's what always struck me about season six with Dawn. Like, they hate it's on like her. It's like you hate on Dawn, emo, but emo teenager, everyone's but like that. They're acting just as rashly as her. She, yeah. there's, there's an episode where she comes home and no one is home. She's there's, the more adult one of some of the other ones. responsible adult that's there to take care of her she has to take care of herself all the time and that's why she has this complex of wanting to be seen to be fair she's never seen by anyone so like it makes sense that she has the complex of needing to be seen because like yeah like you said like the adults just like forget about her all the time they're like and she lost her mother so hello abandonment issues yeah that's real i give her the well also the fact that she finds out that she wasn't a real human (laughs) (laughs) i mean the existential trauma that's gotta take a fucking toll right to find out like you are made for a purpose that you like your life wasn't yours and michelle trachtenberg i'm sorry but she kills it i think she's such a good actress yeah i do too yeah i'm very into michelle trachtenberg i am too and um like she was she was such a huge buffy fan like joss whedon originally didn't want to consider her because she was too old he imagined dawn as being much much younger how old did he imagine dawn to be like like 12 or 13 like a kid how old was she 14 15 I'm not sure. She was like 14, 15. She was a little older. Like, it was older than he originally wanted Dawn to be, but Michelle Trachtenberg was such a big Buffy fan that she, like, like hounded her agent to get her an audition. And her audition scene with Joss was actually the scene where she finds out that she... if was this manufactured mystical thing <gasps> and she does that thing where she cuts her oh hand, my god am i real and she's like is, is this, this blood? blood oh that moment oh my god and which is dope as shit yeah and joss saw that and was like oh i probably, her i probably wouldn't get this from a 12 year old so True. maybe this is worse yeah maybe we can't have a 12 year old be like is this like, blood <laughs> Daniel J. Lewis shit right there. That's pretty fucking troubling. I don't know if I really want that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay. So there's a whole thread of like people thinking Dawn's annoying. Some of it is fair. Valid to an extent. Valid. But, but I, I'm on your page. I'm a Dawn apologist. Get yeah. ready for it, guys. Yeah. I'm going to apologize the fuck for there Dawn. There are a couple of her episodes in season, I want to say six, maybe early seven, mm-hmm. that are, no, they're all in six. That are in my bottom ten. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't blame her. I blame the writers. Yeah, I th- yeah. I was more referring to like I know a lot of people that hate the Dawn storyline to begin with. How they just I love it out of nowhere. I think it's fucking brilliant. I did too. I love a non sequitur though. Like that is like that storyline works. It for makes me sense in the end. Like yeah, you have to go with it, and it feels weird and out of nowhere in the beginning. Because it's supposed to. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're supposed to feel Because you're supposed to be like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? 
that's the effect we're supposed to have. But when I feel that, I like my reaction isn't anger. My reaction is like glee, like yeah. What I'm like, crazy what? what is going on? What coaster are you taking us on? I mean, I understand when writers like pull shit out of a hat that has like no relation, and they're but this is the this fucking is, opposite of that. Yeah, this it's is so three. fucking planned out yeah, and it's meticulous. The ending of five is fucking perfect <gasps> with it, like how Don't it all comes together. I will start crying. I like seriously it's cannot. So fucking good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, so okay. And death is your gift. Like, do you ever think about that line? Mm-hmm. Like death, where she says death is your gift, and Buffy interprets it as um, um, her gift, like her her um unique talent to offer the world is killing yes and that's why Buffy's freaked out by that line at first because she thinks it means that she only kill yeah that that's like her purpose is just to kill and but like, it's like no, 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 no your no. death is is your gift to you you will get to die and lay down your burdens and go exist in heaven where not or some heaven dimension where nothing hurts and you will experience true peace that's your gift for being like a consistently good person who's like fighting and standing up and like making good choices and saving the world multiple times. I know, Goosebumps. right? Goosebumps. Like death is your death is your gift. I think of that every time I put on like a mud facial. <laughs> Cause the slayer, like the first slayer. Oh, she has puts that, on mud and stuff. That gray mud that she puts on at the end of uh, Restless, and then Buffy goes out. Oh man, and I thought of it in a bad that. way because I was like, I've done a mud facial before, and then I did, I did weird YouTube videos for a while, and I did like a YouTube video with um just when I was depressed and after I broke up with my boyfriend and I know what to do with my time. So I like <laughs> put on a mud face and I said like treat yourself and it was just like a three second clip. Then people thought I did blackface and that's what Whoa. I was doing and then I'm like no 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 it's a mud it's a clay it's a clay face. <laughs> I'm not doing blackface because I guess oh, Donna. No. So like doing a Donna. Yeah no. I guess there's like you have to be careful with your mud pictures on your face because it looks like blackface a lot. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's a charcoal face. It just looks bad when you try, when white girls try and take pictures in it. Yeah, so I learned fair. that life lesson. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. It, it's just like uh, this goes on a little bit more. They talk about how uh, they're never going to fix this. Faith says referring to her broken windows, but she means herself, as I me- like mentioned, the house equals body. Mm-hmm. And then she says it is getting towards that time. Like she intends to leave all the- her belongings, perhaps her body as well. Um, this could merely express Buffy's feelings that she like killed Faith, though. Uh, the knife feeding in and out like symbolizes Buffy's realization that Faith's condition is like her doing. It also prefigures the solution uh, the dream is about to propose. I also interpreted the knife flashing in and out uh-huh. as Buffy not being able to fully process the fact that she stabbed Faith. Yeah, like she can only she can only mentally sit on it for a second before her de- internal defense mechanisms kick in and she and it's almost out. like 
Faith, like, we'll talk about this with graduation, obviously, but, mm-hmm. like, when Faith jumped off and, like, prevented her from using her blood, it was, like, saved Buffy, too, from having to, like, oh. go that extra step. Because Faith is so nice to her in that dream. Mm-hmm. That's the other part that... That's the confusing part because, like, in the dream sequences, because then when we get to, like, this year's girl and stuff, it Mm -hmm. comes back again. And then when Faith wakes up, it's, like, just a radically kind of Frank experience. Yeah. So it just seems like Faith's dream sequence. But those dreams are much different once we get to this year's girl. They are. Well, also, I guess I think what they were going for is – do you think they intended Faith to wake up then? Or, I mean, they knew, they've yes. mapped out a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. of this, but they knew, that they were gonna have they knew Faith up. would wake up at some point. she also, she has a whole redemptive arc that takes place primarily in Angel, actually. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then, con- like, continues on in Which the Which we saw, like, little bits of with Angel and enemies yeah. and stuff, but it just didn't go, this time it actually is, like. Yeah. I guess the way I interpreted that is they're showing, like, it's the subconscious because we're in the dream world. They're kind of ma- maybe making the point that Faith's subconscious is still good. Yes. You know, like she's fundamentally good. She's just been corrupted by these outside forces. So if you strip all that away, she still loves Buffy and That's wants to why, help Buffy. Like her words about like it's been a wild ride where she were there and stuff in the graduation. Like yeah. also ha- could have multiple meetings because like her wild ride since like Buffy's left Faith or like since Faith's like becoming with the master and going on this kind of dark path yeah. or but it does show her kind of going the back mayor, to not her, the master mayor yeah. sorry that would be M-A bad, yeah. big bads <laughs> uh, but yeah it just shows like I don't know like how corrupted she was by mm-hmm. like it's it's it almost took me aback watching it uh, again recently how kind she was to Buffy because Buffy even calls it out in the episode like, oh, Faith told me how to defeat the mayor. Yeah. So there's something at her core that that still connects Even with though she loves Buffy. the mayor too yeah. because like later on we see her devastated about the mayor. She And that's genuine to me. Like I don't think anything is about genuine. her is pretending. But like strip all that down and like at her core. And I she think knows. maybe that's why they have the cat there too. The spirit of the slayer is still like She knows this is like not. Yeah. She has to align with good, not well, evil. Well, this end. is also why Xander says like in graduation, like I am, I'm worried for you like that you can't come back for the, from this kind of thing. Like he's not like worried about Buffy like dying. He's worried about Buffy losing herself. Like Faith like started killing and then lost herself. But so it's like, it's hard to come back from Mm -hmm. once you've like started on that path. Cause we see her get progressively less caring or less affected by it. Yeah. I never really interpreted it, though, as Faith having some kind of active compassion for Buffy by not letting her go through with the killing. I don't know. I just think it's so ambivalent. Like, it's interesting to me, though. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. The Passion of the Nerd brought it up, I believe, when I was mm-hmm. watching it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of true. Because she is so shows. nice in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, the... The dream portrays them as so like they're smiling at each other and yeah, it's warm and they're just in this house and stuff and it's such a huge contrast to 
where they've gotten right up until this. Yeah, in the moment when Buffy wakes up and then kisses Faith on the forehead. I know. know. That kills me. It's just so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the revelation about the cat and stuff's amazing. I love that. Like, whoa, crazy. And I just, like, yeah, when Passion of the Nerd was talking about it, too, and, like, this book about, like, how the house is faith and then, like, all of her things, like, take all, like, because it's, like, the shadow self, take, like, the parts of me you need and stuff to keep going. But, like, literally her slayer essence. I know. Regarding it being a house, one other thing I noticed for the first time that I've never, ever noticed before in the dream sequence is... So Faith is in this like beautiful loft apartment. Mm-hmm. There's a snake. There's picture. a snake. Yeah, there's a snake picture. Oh, I didn't see the snake picture. That's not what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. Um, if you look out the windows that are broken, like mm-hmm. once they're broken, you see it better, and they're there during the daytime. It's the Sunnydale sign. Oh. Do you know when they show outside shots of downtown Sunnydale? There's that green neon sign that says Sunnydale. Yeah. Um. That like she's up in that penthouse because you see the backside of the Sunnydale sign from within her apartment. So that's oh. where that's where her apartment is. Oh, okay. So we, I, I guess I always had a sense that it was downtown because it's like yeah, think of all the traffic. Uh huh. But um, that's, mapping that's out Sunnydale, so it's just like <laughs> a little additional detail that enriches the experience for me that I never noticed before. Yeah, when they're um talking like behind her head is just kind of a. Sl- a snake picture it's like a snake it's like abstract art kind of but it looks like a snake she's also wearing a shirt at the beginning of graduation day part one when she's talking to the mayor that is kind of like gothic art style but Mm -hmm. it's a heart with like a knife through it Ooh, yeah it's kind of struck me when I was watching it. It's a very like Slayer-esque shirt. Yes, Because totally. then later they have the fake out where she shoots Angel and you think that she just missed his heart and she was just like, nah. I knew she never missed. Why don't they just kill both of them? I don't understand. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, all right. We'll That's graduation talk. Yeah. All right, well, that. I mean... We explored that dream pretty thoroughly, right? Yeah, I mean, there are other really iconic, prophetic Buffy dreams in the future. Oh, yeah. That I'm sure Their we'll use of dreams more. is good. Um, and then just like the prophecy of it all, it I never get tired of thinking through it and analyzing it. So if you have there other, will be more. <laughs> if you have other thoughts and feelings and insights about dreams and prophecy, share. Yeah, hit us up. <laughs> I will talk about all of it. All right. Well, um, thanks y'all for listening. Thank you. Bonus 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 Buffy. Until next episode, I'm Anna. I'm Kate. Two slayers. No waiting. Mm-hmm.